This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. We pray before we go into the word. Father, we thank you because your word is light. Your word is illumination. Daddy, we pray that you will give us understanding today. Holy Spirit, teach us by yourself. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It feels so long since I stood here. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, I, I tell you, there's no place like home. There's really no place like home. Uh, somebody said to me, said, Pastor, you left us. I said, no, I went on vacation. <laughs> and that is needed. Amen. The year 2023, God has spoken some good things to us. You know, and for those that think, oh, every year we must come up with a theme, that's not the case. There was a year God said to us, no theme this year. You know, He said, I want you to be close to me. That's all. That's what I want. You know, but what God has said to us this year is that this year is the year of the King of Glory. Our scripture of the, for the month of January and the, for the year, the entire year, is lift up your heads, O you gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. May the King of glory come in and dine and sup with you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your amen is not born again. Amen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you know, and I want to encourage us, as God is making room for you, because he will make room for you, as God is making room for you, it is very important, if you haven't yet, please do, it's very important that you continue to update your book of remembrance. There's a point to it. At the end of the year, you will be shocked at what the Lord has done. Amen. For our scripture for the month of uh, March, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You cannot, English is not my first language, you know, but I think I have a little bit comprehension of the language. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, comma, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, comma, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. One thing you cannot miss from this verse of scripture is that the king Uzziah seemed to be obstructing the writer of this verse. The writer of this verse could not see the Lord. You know why? Because something was obstructing his view. Everything that is obstructing your view of God will be removed now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because there is so much to see of God. You know, what I want to talk to us today, uh, talk to us about today, is God's plan. That's the simple title I just gave to it. God's plan. And it amazes me the plan that God has for us. 
But the vast majority of us, we have no idea what that plan is. Amen? And that is why we, we fret sometimes when we are going through. A couple of weeks ago, in the Bible study, for those that don't come to Bible study, I encourage you. Come to Bible study. Bible study is where a lot is happening. In Bible study, you actually get to ask questions. You know, but Sunday service, we got to get through it and move on and close the service. Two weeks ago, we were talking about planning. Planning. You know, planning is very important. A lack of plan is plan in itself. It's plan for chaos. <laughs> when you don't have a plan, anything can happen. Amen? So it's important to plan. And I, I looked at the dictionary definition of plan. It says to plan, a plan is a detailed proposal. Some would say proposal. It, it, it's not... It's not something that is happening yet. It's a proposal. It says a plan is a proposal for doing or achieving something. Imagine if there is no proposal. Then you don't even know what to do. Amen. It says a plan is a proposal for doing or achieving Something. Can I tell you something? When you think about creation from Genesis chapter 1, there is one thing that cannot escape your mind. is the fact that God had a plan. In Genesis chapter 1, the first thing he said, he said, let there be light. And there was light. You cannot do much in darkness. Yes? If it's dark, you, you, you can't see, you can't do much. Amen. I've told this example many times. You know, I'm fond of when I'm sleeping at night, I put my glasses by my bedside and my phone. I know I put it by my bedside too. But my phone is always on silent. You know, so I can't be disturbed, you know. So, but in the middle of the night, say I wake up, and this is crazy. Sometimes I wake up, there's a scripture that is just firing in my spirit. And I want to quickly read it or make a note. I know I put it there. I'm looking for my glasses. You know? But it's there. But because it's dark, I can't see it. So the first thing God did was let there be light. And there was light. And then he began to say, let the water be separated, the firmament and everything. And he created everything sequentially, animate and inanimate. Here's what struck me. Everything God created, he created and put a continuity plan in place. For those of you that are, you know, are involved in risk management and things, there's something called business continuity plan for every business. I, I see some head nodding. Business, the first business continuity plan was put together by God himself. Think about it. He only created Adam and Eve. We have over 7 billion people in the world today. He built perpetuity into his plan. 
The plant and everything, the Bible says every plant within it has a seed to reproduce after itself. God himself is the master planner. As we, so we went on a cruise. Uh, on the cruise, the first thing that dawned on me as we were going back and forth and just, you know, uh, enjoying the various activities that were there is the cruise is a well-orchestrated plan. That's all. A very well-orchestrated plan. Is that a very well-oiled engine that just keeps rolling and keeps rolling and keeps rolling. Simultaneously, they have all kinds of activities going on. In fact, every day, for seven days, every day we were discovering new things. Am I lying? Every day we discovered this. Oh, so this is there. Oh, wow, this is nice. Oh, this other one. Oh, this other one. Oh, this other one. They had a plan. They put an app together where you can figure out all of those things. You know, but the, <laughs> the African man that I am, I was trying to figure everything out by myself. I, you know, and uh, co-pastor as a good wife, just followed me in whatever I said, this is what we're doing. <laughs> in fact, two days before we got off, she proved a point to me where I was wrong. But she was very gracious about it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A very well-oiled machine. What I found out very quickly was there were benefits that we were missing out on. There were things that were a part of our package. You know, so if you're going to go, go big. We went kind of big, kind of. Not all the way big, but kind of big. So we were missing out on certain things. You know why? We were ignorant about them. And it reminded me of God's plan for our lives. That app is like the scriptures. God has put everything together and it is in the Bible. And all you need to do is see yourself in that plan. And you will know what next to do. Did somebody say, yeah, man? <laughs> That's what we had in Jamaica. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God put together a plan. And it is a very good plan. And that plan includes you. You don't believe me? Open to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, let's read from uh, verse, uh, verse 9, Ephesians 1, 9, very quickly. He said, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he proposed in himself. Verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he, he might gather together in one, in one all things 
in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Verse 11. Watch this now. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of his will. Who works? All things according to the counsel of his will. Is this NLT? This is not NLT. Can we switch to NLT, please? Let's back it up. It said, now God, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good what? Plan. To fulfill what? Plan. His own good plan. Verse 10. And this is the plan. Friends, what I'm telling you is that from the very beginning, from the jump, God had a plan. Can I tell you something? God did not gasp when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. Oh my God. Oh my God. When did that happen? He didn't catch him by surprise. You know why? He had a plan. He had a plan. All along, he had what? A plan. A plan. Whatever it is you are going through right now is not catching God by surprise. It's not catching him by what? By surprise. Whether I am suffering or I am enjoying life, whatever stage in life you are, God is not surprised by it. Ephesians chapter 1, let's jump to, uh, let's go up to verse 4. Verse 4, real quick. Verse 4. Watch this. Watch this. So in Genesis chapter 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Is that right? All right. In verse 4, it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Hallelujah. Before he created anything, he had a plan for every possible outcome. Amen? If they go this route, this is how we're going to attack it. If they go that route, this is the, uh, in a business continuity plan, that's exactly what you have. So in the time of disaster, if this happens, you do this, and then it sets off a chain reaction. God, from the jump, before he created anything, he had a plan that if man should fall, Jesus was already on standby. Amen? Jesus was already on standby to rescue you and to rescue me. You know what I found out? What I found out is every, everything I experience in life is all part of my journey and part of my story. Praise the Lord. Why, why can I be so bold to believe that? Very simple. Very simple. 
How many of us are parents here? You have children. When you first had your baby, could that baby think and reason out their need, their wants, what they want, this and all of that? No. In fact, before they showed up, you already bought baby clothes, you bought the crib, you repainted the room, you bought diapers. You, in fact, you even came up with names. You have not seen the baby. If you, mere mortal, know to do that, what do you think God is doing? We buy insurance, medical insurance, in anticipation that if anything happens, I have a backup. God has a plan for your life and is a good plan. Amen. About five people believe it on this side. Amen. Zero on this side. <laughs> God has a plan for your life. You know, sometimes you stumble into certain things and you think it was because you were smart. Amen? You stumble on something. I said, I have been praying. <laughs> uh, amen? I've told you the story before, but some of you may not be aware of this. A mistake changed the trajectory of my life and is still impacting my life positively till today. I meant to send a WhatsApp message to one person. And then by accident, I sent it to a WhatsApp group, Blast, that was created for me. I'm a child of God, so I really didn't have anything to worry about there. It was just... <laughs> It was just those people, poor people, that didn't have anything to do with the message, that got my message. You know, some of you will be afraid. <laughs> Who else saw it? <laughs> no, nothing of the sort. One of the 250 people that got that message got back to me and gave me information that completely changed my life. Completely. Was I praying for a mistake? Oh, dear Lord, let me just make a good mistake today. <laughs> let me make a mistake that will, nobody prays like that. Nobody. But God is at work. The assurance God gave me to give to somebody today is he knows. He wants me to let you know that he knows. And he cares. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. God has a plan for your life. And he has a plan for my life. So whatever it is I may be going through right now, good, bad, ugly, whatever the situation, rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Knowing that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave me nor forsake me. In the name of Jesus. You know the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. But let me read this to you in the common English version. 
or contemporary English version and the Good News version. It says, I will bless you with a future filled with hope. A future of success and not of suffering. Let me help you understand that. Let me put that in context, in the context of that scripture. God was saying to them, there is a captivity that is coming. It's going to happen. Amen? It's going to, you're going to be in captivity for 70 years. It is part of the plan. So don't pray it away. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I reject it. Reject all you want. You are going. After he told them, he said, you are going into captivity. It's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But I got your back. It's going to challenge your faith. But I got your back. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that has your back? Amen? The Bible says, surely, somebody say surely. Surely they will gather, but not unto me. <laughs> and because it is not unto me, it will not stand. Neither will it come to pass. Why? Because I got your back. I got your back. So he told them, he said, look, you are going into captivity for 70 years. However, however, I have a plan for your future. It's a plan of success. In spite of what you are about to go through. In spite of what you are going through now. I have a plan. And it's a good plan. It says a plan, a future of success, not of suffering. Listen to how the good news puts it. I alone, this is God speaking. I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. Amen? Amen. When I think about my journey in life, I wouldn't trade anything for the experience. The children of Israel, God told them, they will be in captivity for how long? Okay, the first one. The very first. 400 years, thank you. I confused you, so I apologize. 400 years. Amen? Can somebody repeat with me? It was part of the plan. Whatever it is, because I'm in Christ, I know God has my back. If you understand this truth, it will not be difficult for you to give thanks. Amen? The reason people struggle to give thanks is because they don't have what they want now. We want it. Even in America, we say, I want it like yesterday. 
That's how badly I want it. I want it like yesterday. God has a good plan for our lives. <laughs> I remember as we were sailing, you know, my wife and I we were just trying to un- make sense of everything that was going on. Our window, our room, the balcony, is, I mean, you, you, you can't literally reach, but it felt like you could reach and touch the water. You know, so we'll be looking at the splash of the waves. Say, ah, I think they slowed down. The ship, the splash is not so much. You know, they must have slowed down, you know, so that we can spend more time at sea. Who, who is not worried about what we're worried about, what we're thinking about? The captain is not. The captain had a plan, a navigation plan. They know the cruise speed. They know where to slow down. They know where to take a turn. They, in fact, we docked in Cozumel. You will not believe it. In less than 15 minutes, the ship turned around 180 degrees. The kind of knowledge God has given man. That such a massive ship will make a 180 degree turn. Unbelievable. But they did it. The captain of that cruise ship had a plan. The cruise director had a plan for entertainment and for meals. And everything was just going According to plan. According to plan. That is models. Models. Humans have put a plan in place and they are executing to their plan. How much your heavenly father? Lift up your right hand to heaven. Say, my God has a plan for me. A good plan. A plan to bring me into a future of success. A plan to bring me into a future of prosperity. A plan to bring me into a future of sound health, of healing. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout the loudest hallelujah. Listen to me. The plan I really wanted to talk about, I didn't get to it. But listen. For every marriage, God has a plan. Amen? Ask yourself this question. How is it that there's so many divorces in the church today? Very simple. We're not following the plan. We're not following the script. Praise the Lord. When you read, when you get home, please, please, pretty please, read Ephesians chapter 5 from the first verse and read all the way. There's 33 verses. You can read it in one city. Listen to me. 
verse 1 opens up with, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. He says, seek to imitate God. If I seek to be like God, I will be able to follow his plan. Amen? And then it tells us a number of things on how to live and how not to live. He said, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such things have no, such sins have no place amongst God's people. What he's saying simply is things like shacking up must never be had amongst Christians. Oh, we're just trying to consolidate so that we don't spend too much money. Did you create yourself? You think you are the one that has been fending for yourself? There's a story my wife told me many years ago, many, many years ago. She was working in a, in a, at a nursing home at the time, and there was this doctor, plastic surgeon, that had a crash, became a quadriplegic. The brain is there in his head. He can still do surgeries. Boy was in the nursing home, pooping on himself, peeing on himself. Why? Because he has lost control. So if you think your sustenance is because of you, you have another thing coming. You have another thing coming. You think your job is what is sustaining you right now. God forbid, if they take the job away, what would you do? I remember AK. AK came to prayer. We had prayer meeting. If you have ever seen AK in prayer meeting, <laughs> you will know the heaven cannot but hear him. <laughs> Who are you? Which angel will refuse his voice? You can't. And that day, he went to work, and they gave him termination letter. Say no more employment. You had the wife. She had their testimony. Rent, they couldn't afford to pay. And then now they are now late. There's late fees. They, they are increasing rent. She's like, what kind of a life is this? I visited their home. It's the kind of home everybody here will pray to God to have. The new, the dream home. It's truly dream. In fact, as soon as I entered, I began to dream. <laughs> it sounded like a joke, but it is true. Because as soon as I entered, I saw what was possible. If God can do this, he can do much more. So I started dreaming. I started dreaming. Wow. I celebrated with them. As I was celebrating, I was dreaming. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Friends, let me read through it very quickly and then we'll stop to make some points. Verse uh, 4. 
It says obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. You think you are being funny? God is saying it's not for you. As a child of God. <laughs> Make everybody laugh. He says it's not for you. As a, instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the danger of God, the anger of God rather, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Jump to verse 18. Jump to verse 18 very quickly. I need to wrap this up now. Listen, it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, typically when people preach about this, they talk about the gift of the Spirit. Being filled. No, no, no. That's, I mean, that's, all that is true. But that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about relationships. Because it goes from be filled with the Holy Spirit to verse 19. It says, let being filled lead you to do certain things. Amen? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Amen? So, I'm singing a song to you. You're singing a song to me. I'm giving you a word of encouragement. You're giving me a word of encouragement. Why? Because I am full of the Spirit. Because I'm filled with the Spirit, I don't have bad news. I have good news. I have good news. I have good news. I have stuff to tell you about what Jesus can do. Even in that ugly situation. Oh, they, they have told you, you, will, you can never make it. You will make it. You can never get married. Who's looking for somebody like you? You will get married. In fact, the one that is looking for someone like you, God will bring across your way, will see the one like you and fall in, the, fall in love with, what, with the one like you. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Say rather, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25. Galatians 5.25. Very quickly. Galatians 5.25. Let's look at this in New King James or King James. It says, since we are living, see, if we live in the Spirit, let us also what? Spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. The reason marriages are coming apart is because some people have stopped walking. They are not walking in the spirit anymore. They are walking in their sense. How dare you talk to me like that? You know, one of the <laughs> one of the 
verses very popular amongst men. It's Ephesians 5, 22, 23. Wives! Are you a wife? Wives! Submit yourself unto your own husband as Christ is the head so is <laughs> but you get my drift what I'm saying I, I can't speak against scripture that is scripture Wives must submit to their husbands. That's part of the plan. If a wife refuses to submit to her own husband, you are stepping outside of the plan. You are taking a detour. But for everything to work together, for that relationship, that institution called marriage, for it to work correctly and properly, it has to start with being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, you are walking in the Spirit, then to fulfill the terms of your marriage relationship will not be difficult. Nobody in the relationship will be conceited. You know, I... I... Uh, it's been a while since my wife and I took time off together like this. You know? So I told the children last year. <laughs> I said, thank God we went to Dubai. But the next vacation is my wife and I. Many marriages have lost the spark and lost the fire because of self-conceit. It's all about me. Let me tell you what the Bible says about you, how you are supposed to deal with me. Excuse me. What did the Bible say to me on how I, I must deal with you? Shouldn't that be my focus? Honestly. For a person that wants to be a better person, are you looking at what the other person is doing wrong or you are looking at what you are doing wrong? Praise the Lord. My goal is to be a better husband. My goal is to be the best husband that I can possibly be to my wife. I was going to say I don't care what you think. But uh, <laughs> because if I'm good, if she says my husband is the best husband in the world, she can only be the judge of that. It really doesn't matter what you think. Oh, Pastor is such a great husband. Oh, are you my wife? <laughs> oh, he's such a wonderful man, such a wonderful husband. Who told you that? Who told you? Seriously. Oh, can't you be like pastor? Uh -huh. 
You see, and I mean this respectfully, you see the foolishness in how we think sometimes? The deal is between the husband and the wife. It's not how Ben is treating his wife. God has equipped Ben with unique grace for his wife. I get, I get my first thumbs up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So stop comparing. Those that compare themselves by themselves are foolish. Let's say it. You know, let's just say it. They're foolish. They're foolish. The number one step to successful marriage, the fear with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're walking by the Spirit, you're living by the Spirit, everything else falls into place. Let's bow our hearts for prayer. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.